You're listening to the Save the Marriage Podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Hey, this is Lee Bauckham. This is the Save the Marriage Podcast, the podcast designed to help you save your marriage no matter where it is, even if you're at the beginning of the process, even if you're at the beginning of your relationship. I can teach you ways that you can avoid the difficulties or face the difficulties in front of you to get to the marriage that you and your spouse would want. Now, you'll notice that in uh, my webpage, I talk about even if only you want to. And we're going to talk some today about what that means. But this process can work even if your spouse right now isn't wanting to work on things. Now, does it uh, be successful if they never want to? No, it does take two to be in a marriage. It is a partnership, but you can start the process on your own. And today we're going to kind of delve into that. The way we're going to do that is by talking about some questions that I've gotten. If you have been following my podcast, you know that for a while I was answering questions that were submitted by people, and I still am willing to take questions that you might have. I haven't talked about that much lately, but if you're interested, if you have a question you think might be applicable, then please send it to podcast at savethemarriage.com. That's podcast at savethemarriage.com. I'll tell you what I'm looking for specifically. It's kind of the Goldilocks of questions. Sometimes people give me so much information. It's, it's like their whole relationship piece. They're basically asking for me to coach them through that question. And it's too specific because it doesn't it doesn't approach other people's issues. Remember, this podcast goes out to people around the world. It's actually been downloaded now about 4 million times across all the episodes. We're on episode, I think, 386 this episode. Um, and or, I'm sorry, 385 this episode. Just took a quick look, plus some bonuses. So all of those have been downloaded now from places around the world, people just like you trying to save their marriage. And so I want to make sure that what I say to one person's question applies to lots of people. So that is the place where you have a somewhat general question about something specific. And if it gets too general, that's a problem too, because let's say you say, well, how do I save my relationship? How do I save my marriage? The fact is we've already created that. That's the save the marriage system. So what we're looking for is the Goldilocks of questions. And that kind of brings us to today <laughs> because I'm going to do a little something different. I'm actually going to come cover a number of questions. Sometimes when people send me a question, it has been something of a, a broad question. But I think that there are some things that I can pull from those questions that are going to apply to you. And there are ones that I think you might need to have answered. So many of these are questions that started with, I really want to save my marriage, something like that. I really want to save my marriage. And so I want to go into each of those. And, and so some of the questions are there because you may not even know the question to ask. Have you ever had that thing? I remember when I started jujitsu, you know, in the middle of class, here's this whole thing. I was uh, 51 when I started and 
I was familiar with martial arts, but not jujitsu. I just decided because I knew enough about it. it. At that point, I didn't even know what I didn't know about it, which we'll talk about in just a minute. And I remember going to class and the instructor's like, do you have any questions? And I was sitting there thinking, I don't even know enough to have a question. And that was a recurring theme through the time. You know, someone would ask a question. I'll go, oh, that's a good thing to ask. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about the question to ask. It takes a certain knowledge point to even ask a question. And so that's kind of true for this. In fact, there's a learning model of how we as humans take in information. You know, we start learning, but there's a point before we even start learning where we don't even know what we don't even know. You don't even know. Let's say you you want to learn chess and you say, oh, I want to learn chess. At the beginning of that, you may know it's a game, but you don't really even know what you don't know. You don't know you know, all the intricacies, all the rules, all that information. That was with me in jujitsu. I walked in and I'm like, I don't even know what I don't know. I don't, I know how to put on a uniform because I did Taekwondo when I was a teenager. So I knew the Taekwondo um, uniform was similar enough that I knew how to put on my gi. That's the term. And, you know, there's some people who walk in and they're like, I don't even know what that is, the gi, the uniform. And then it goes on, you know, you don't even know the, the different stages or the different moves or the different positions. In fact, one day my wife came with me to practice just to see what it was all about, where I was spending my time. And she said, I don't know, it looked like a bunch of pandas rolling around on the floor. Well, by the time she came, I was able to watch and go, oh, that's this move. And now that's that move. I had jumped from the, I don't even know what I don't know to the next stage. So let's say that we're applying it to your relationship. And in the middle of things, you know, you don't even know what you don't know. You don't know what's going on in your relationship. You don't know you're headed for trouble. And, and the fact is, that's where things start. You're going along your day. You're thinking you're going through a relationship that suddenly is in crisis. And you didn't even know what you didn't know about how you got into crisis. That's where all of this starts, in fact, you may still be at that point right now, and that's really why these questions are coming in today. Now, I'll just tell you very briefly about those next stages. The next stage is you know what you don't know. So after I got a little bit of information about jiu-jitsu and read a little bit and went to a few classes and kind of watched things, I was well aware that I didn't understand all of the positions. I didn't understand the leverage points. I didn't understand the moves. I didn't understand all of the pieces of the puzzle, but I at least knew that there was the puzzle there. I understood the puzzle was there and the information I was lacking. I knew what I didn't know. Many times when people finally come to my program, that's kind of where they are. They, they know what they don't know. They know that they don't even understand how the marriage got into trouble, and they sure don't know how to get back from that. The next stage past that, and by the way, that stage, that's what we call the beginner mindset. The beginner mindset is when you're able to say, I'm at the beginning of this journey. I see the journey in front of me. I don't know how I'm going to get through the journey, but I, I understand that there is a journey in front of me. Beginner mindset is a great place to be. It's a great understanding because when you're at the beginner mindset, you're open to learning and moving through. So the third phase is when you know what you know. This is when you're actively learning. You've moved beyond the beginner and you're probably an intermediate kind of person. You know what you know. You know, for me, in jiu-jitsu, I knew the moves that I knew. 
also knew the ones that I still had in front of me, but I understood the basic positions, I understood the basic use of leverage, I understood all of these different pieces of the puzzle. And I was able to therefore keep adding to it. This is the intermediate position. And sometimes people confuse that with mastery. They think that they have gotten it all down. But there is a stage beyond you knowing what you know. And that is when you no longer know what you know. You have mastered it to the level that it's innate. You're not thinking through it. I can tell the difference when I am, for instance, rolling with the instructor who I could stop and say, hey, why did that happen? And he would have to think through it and tell me because he's done it so many times. It's just automatic. And I'm having to plot and I'm having to plan. I'm having to think through the next move. This is true in the process of marriage. Once you've mastered the skills that I teach, then you just do it. It becomes part of your relationship habit. But we got to get to that point. So we're trying to move you from the place where you're not even sure what to ask all the way to the point where it's just part of your life. I'll be honest and tell you that one of the most dangerous phases is when you don't know what you don't know. We can watch it every day when people are on Facebook giving advice on things over which they have no experience. When people do, you know, a 15-minute little uh, watch of a video and think they understand something complex, we're watching that every day that people have fooled themselves into believing that's not the case, that they don't know what they don't know. Being humble is being able to say, I don't know what I don't know, so let me get started. And that represents kind of where we are today in this podcast. We've got some questions to cover. And those questions may help you shift from not knowing what you don't know to knowing what you don't know. And that's the first step. So let's get rolling. What I'm going to do is kind of summarize what people asked because all of these started with, I want to save my marriage. And then they added a second piece. And there was one big category of that, which is, but where do I start? So here's some good news for you. If that's you, You've actually already started. I mean, think about the place where you are right now. There are lots of people whose marriage is in trouble, and they either don't know it or don't do anything to figure it out. So nothing is changing in those relationships. But you've done something. You've stepped in and started listening to a podcast. How do I know? Because you're listening to my voice. Maybe you've read a few books. Maybe you did a couple of searches on the Internet found some information that way, read some articles, maybe even took a course or two, and you're beginning to increase the knowledge. And what that means is if you're asking, where do I start? You've actually already started. So the question behind that is, where do I focus? I don't even know where to focus this. So I'll tell you my basic theory is that saving a marriage requires us to address the three C's. That's my three C approach to saving your marriage. The three C's are this. Connection, changing yourself, and creating a new path. Those are the three C's that I always return to. Whenever I'm asking where things are, I'm looking in those three areas. What are you doing to connect with your spouse? By the way, there are three different layers to connection. There's physical connection, emotional connection, and spiritual connection. 
So how are you attending to those three layers of connection? That's, that's part of what I'll be asking when people you know, come in for coaching or working with me. That's where we're looking. That's the first C. The second C is changing yourself. Now, you may be going, you don't know anything about me. You don't know if I need to change something. Well, actually, I don't know anything about you, but I do know something about humans. <laughs> and the fact is that we humans stagnate. We all could use some changing. You, me, everywhere else. And today, in this world, more than ever, I'm watching people be stuck and stagnant. I'm watching people who, over this past year, have been frozen in place. But most of us arrive somewhere in adulthood with kind of a stuck point. What we know is that our taste in music and food and hobbies and interests, for most people, they get arrested in adulthood. And adulthood is often marked by the point when you are married and have a job, and for some, having kids. That anchors us there, and then we stop growing, which is sad because we humans are designed for growth. It's just part of who humans are. If you notice the trajectory, we're born as pretty helpless, and we're adding in our skill set so that we can take care of ourselves and so that we can even start to take care of other people and be a part of other people's lives. That doesn't stop in adulthood. Really, our growth trajectory ends when we die. At least our growth trajectory on earth ends when we die. Ray Kroc, who is the person behind McDonald's or was the person behind McDonald's, had a great quote. He said, we're either green and growing or ripe and rotting. We're either growing or the stagnation begins to rot us out. That's the change piece. Where are we changing? Where are we growing? What new energy are we bringing into our own lives and therefore into the relationship? How are we understanding things differently? So I'll give you a little little hint there. The first part of change is learning about a relationship. One of my core things is teaching people what happened to get the marriage to the stuck point it's in. So even as people are working on their relationship, they're growing just by doing that. But there's some more intentionality to that. For instance, of stepping into responsibility, of figuring out where things went wrong that are in your responsibility. That doesn't mean you're at fault for the relationship being where it is. There is a shared responsibility for that. I'm looking, not looking for blame. I'm not looking to point the finger as much as to say, where do we go from here? That requires a change. Then there is the creating a new path. The fact is that most marriages in trouble never figured out the right path. The path of a marriage is to build to being a we. We are in this together. We're a team. We're a unit. And since most people don't understand that concept and may even understand it Kind of viscerally, when I say it, they can go, oh, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean by that. But they don't know how to create that. And so part of what we're doing is talking about creating that new path. So where do you spend your energy? Where do you start? Well, first, you've already started. But then you want to focus on those three areas. Connection, changing yourself, creating a new path. That's the whole process behind my system. So then there are some people who then say, but what are some hints and some tricks 
where I can you know, save my marriage. So let me tell you right off, I'm not for hints and tricks. You can find those on the internet. There's another term for them, usually, that's called manipulation. And manipulation rarely gets us to an authentic relationship that is going to be sustainable or sustaining to the two of you. So that's not what we're looking for. Hints and tricks are kind of like, let's hack things. And there are lots of things in life that can be hacked. You can hack your health in some ways. You can hack your exercise in some ways, maybe your productivity. But there are some things that can't be hacked. And a marriage is not just give me a few hints and let me see if I can fool the other person. So what I want you to remember is the trajectory of your relationship. It got you to here. So a a hint, a trick, some little shift isn't going to really change that, which means that you'll be stuck here. We have to make a transformation. That's not a difficult transformation, but it has to be a transformation. It has to be a change in the very foundations of how you understand this if you really want to get somewhere different. So, for instance, in my process, I use a method of texting. And you probably find somewhere on the Internet that somebody says, here's how you save your marriage. You do this simple little text trick. But their text is out of context to anything else. It's as if it solved something. Mine is in the context of connecting without chasing. So yes, I have a way of doing texts, but if I just told you how to do that and you didn't have the connection with everything else, it wouldn't help because nothing's really changed. So a one-way text is my technique, but it's a technique tied in to an understanding. And if you're wondering, I one-way text my wife. And we have a good relationship. We're not in trouble. I'm not trying to fool her into staying in our marriage. I do that because it builds connection in a very specific way. But some people never figure out the connection, and so they're looking for a trick. I'm looking for authenticity. I'm looking for making a real change that leads us back to what I said at the very beginning of creating a marriage you both would want. So I don't give hints and tricks without a context. The hints and the tricks need to come from a transformation in your understanding of what it takes to have a happy, sustaining, warm, loving relationship. Now, let's tackle another big question. Some people ask, what if my spouse doesn't want to? Well, that's typical for people coming into my world. For a long time as a therapist, I was kind of the therapist of last resort for marriages. Got pretty good at saving marriages that were really on the ropes. And what I realized along the way is there are some things you can do trying to force a spouse to work on the relationship that will backfire. And that that was what a lot of my colleagues were doing. And so I began to work with the people who wanted to save things, not the ones who didn't want to, at least at that moment. And I actually started uh, excusing or sending people away that were coming to my office who weren't ready to move forward. So sometimes I would have a couple in my office and I would realize that one person didn't want to save their relationship. I would send them packing and work with the one who did. Because what I realized is transformation can start with one person. 
It doesn't take both people to decide that. Now, people throw little sayings to me all the time. You know, it takes two to tango. That is true. It does take two to tango. But one can start the tango if you've ever watched the tango. And by the way, one can ask the other to start dancing. It doesn't take two to simultaneously somehow meet in the middle of the dance floor and start their dance. It just means that by the end of the tango, they're both dancing. It doesn't matter who starts it. In fact, whenever we play the game of, well, who should have to start this, we've already lost. So if your spouse doesn't want to, that's okay for now. There's still so many things you can do to work on it. In fact, those three things that I just named, each person could be doing those. In fact, in a, in a great relationship, all the, the, those three areas, both people are doing. Both people are connecting. Both people are working to change themselves. Both people are working to create a new path. But what I bring to the table is that one person can start that if the other isn't ready. We always have three options in life, and almost everything, we have three options, but your spouse probably only sees two. So here are the three options, and we'll start with the two your spouse sees. We can either stay in this relationship that's not working, that's option one, just suck it up and keep moving forward. And by the way, many people do that. They may say, you know what, we've got kids together, we've got, these days, we've got, you know, debt or wealth that we want to preserve. We have other issues. Some people tell me that they're going to just stay married because they're in business together and they don't know what else to do. And so there are some reasons that some people will just say, yeah, I'm just going to suck it up and, and live with it. I don't think that's a good option, but some people decide that. So option number one, suck it up. Nothing's changing. We'll just stay here. Doesn't sound very pleasant, but that's what some people decide. Option number two for most people is just cut and leave. I'll give up on this. And I see many people who do that without any possibility of change, any willingness to see that something could change. They just decide to walk away. They see that as their only other option. I either stay in a miserable relationship or I leave. That's option one or option two. Option three is one that most people aren't as clear about because they don't know how to get there. They can't see the picture of it. You know, it's kind of like if you're standing at the bottom of a mountain and someone's saying it's way up there, but the clouds are covering it, you may not entirely believe them or believe how high it is or believe what the climb would be like because you can't see it from where you are. Option three is that you decide to stay in the relationship and repair the issues, work through the issues, build it into a relationship that you would both want. Now, option three, for some people, they say, well, that's the more difficult. My observation is that on the front side, there is a learning curve to it. You do have to change some things. You have to work through them. But option one and two create the real damage in life because we tend to repeat our relationship mistakes. I was talking to Harville Hendricks and Helen Hunt, his wife. Uh, Harville and Helen are the ones who created the Imago relationship theory. 
And uh, as we were talking, uh, they talked about the fact that they had had their own difficulties in their own relationship and that they had faced whether they should divorce or not. And Harville is very clear that he was really faced with this. And this was after they had written the book about getting the love you want. So obviously they weren't getting the love that they each wanted and they were contemplating leaving. And I said, what kept you together? And he said, well, I realized that if I went to another relationship, I would just do the same thing over again. I needed to work through the issues that were causing issues here so that I never repeated them again in our relationship or if we failed in any other relationship. In other words, when people decide to leave, they often do a repetition of the same mistakes, even if they don't see it happening. Even if it takes some years to get there, they often repeat it. So the better option in my mind, option three, let's stay together and figure this out. So what if your spouse doesn't want to? That's okay for right now. There's so many things, so many places you can dig in and work to rebuild on your own so that there's a reason that they would want to step back into it. Okay, so now we're at the point of realizing, one, you've already started. We've covered also the three areas that you could begin to work towards. Two, this isn't about some hint or tricks. This is about understanding the context, understanding what went wrong, and figuring out what to do differently. Now, three, we also now understand that just because your spouse doesn't want to doesn't mean nothing can happen. So then most people have heard me talk about the fact that you need a plan. And so some people have said, so what plan can I use to do this? And here's the bad news. Your plan is tailored to you. Your plan is for your situation, your struggles, your difficulties, your unique position. Here's the good news. Once you understand the context, once you understand what went wrong in the relationship and can think about where in those three areas, those three C's you've had issues, then you can build a plan that will address them. In fact, for my VIP members, which is a program I have for people who kind of are ready to take their efforts really to the next level, uh, it's one of the things I offer as a, a free week trial to the people who grab my system. But in that program, I actually have a plan um, platform. It's a blueprint that walks you into building your own plan. I call it the fill-in-the-blank plan, and some people think I'm just handing them a bunch of lines on a piece of paper, but actually I give you the questions and you build your plan. It's a custom-built plan based on my suggestions, based on understanding the context of how you need to save your relationship. So what is a plan I can use? It's the one that will address the issues in your relationship unique to your relationship. But you do need a plan. I've said this in other podcasts, and so this should not be news if you're following my podcast. You need a plan. Without a plan, you won't get there. Now, you may be saying, well, that's a personality thing. You must be a planner. I am not a planner. I do not like making lists. I do not like making plans. But I do because it's part of being effective and efficient, not because that's my personality. So if you are a personality type that you love plans— You're probably all over having a plan. If you're a person who doesn't like naturally planning, 
you definitely need a plan in order to move forward with this. Which brings us to, but how long will it take? That's another question I got very often. How long will it take? The answer to that, it kind of depends on where things are. Sometimes people get traction really fast. And sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it's not successful. I'll just be up front with you. You know, we talked about the fact that you can start this process on your own, but there is a point when a spouse has to join the process in order to stay married. That is, unless you're imprisoning somebody, which I am not advocating in any way. So if you want to have a relationship that you both will want, at some point your spouse will need to join in the process. And how long that will take? That depends on a number of factors. One factor is how much damage has been done how long this has been going on, how many times you've tried to make a change and it's failed, how stubborn a spouse is and unwilling to see things, how stubborn you are and unwilling to learn some things or unlearn some things and relearn some things. And there are some external factors that we just can't take into account. So how long will it take? Well, it's more of this. How committed are you to making it work? How long would you be willing to work on this? Honestly, I've watched a broad expanse. I've watched people who, after a week of using my material, say, yeah, I'm done. This just isn't going to work. I've also seen people after you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years continuing to work because they're committed to saving their marriage. And I've seen everything in between. There are times when I watch people save a marriage that I just in my own heart didn't know if it could survive. And I'm a pretty optimistic guy about saving marriages. And I've watched some that I thought were a piece of cake that should be an easy slam dunk victory of creating a great relationship and they still end up divorced. All that to say, that's an unanswerable question until you're looking back. Okay, then another question that often comes in is, can't you just give me some help? This is always an interesting one to me. People will say, why can't you just give me some help? To which I point to the fact that I have 385 podcasts that are free and available to you. I have other resources on my, uh, my website all over the place. On the internet, I've written articles. I've been uh, interviewed other places. There are plenty of resources I'm giving those to you. But if you're really ready, the way we decide that is we put our money where our mouth is. We take some action. What I know is people invest in what's important to them. And they choose not to in things that aren't as important to them. So what I've tried to do is to make a very fair and affordable resource for you that does require you to put some skin in the game. If people aren't willing to put the skin in the game, people aren't willing to do the work that's going to be coming from that. So can I provide you some, just give you some resources? You're listening to some of that right now. And 385 episodes, I don't even know how many hours that would be, plus the books I've written, plus the articles I've written. There are plenty of resources out there. The question is, are you ready to step up and commit to this rather than just kick some tires and figure this out? The last thing is, I'm frozen. I can't get past my fear. What do I do? 
That's a great question. And it basically is in the place of misunderstanding fear. People are letting fear choose their actions. We do it every day. We let our fear choose our actions. In reality, our fear is pointing us to the direction of what's important. If you have fears of losing your marriage, it's pointing to you to the fact that this is important to you. If you have no fears about losing your marriage and your marriage is in a crisis, it's not important to you. That's just a fact of life. If you have fears about something, it is a sign that something important is there and you need to pay attention. So having a fear would be a natural state of being. Choosing to act in spite of that fear is where we step into what's important to us. So what do you do now? Those are the questions that people have posed to me that needed some response. But what do you do now? If those questions resonated with you, you may be at the point of not quite knowing what you don't know. Let me show you that. Let me teach you. So we move through the now I know what I don't know all the way to now I know what I know and then on to mastery, on to building in the skill set, the understanding, the approach that will give you a marriage and your spouse a marriage that you both will treasure and protect. The starting point for that is the save the marriage system. It gives you the foundation. Uh, quite often people will say, hey, I just want to hire you as my coach. I want you to tell me what to do. And my response is you still need a body of knowledge. Now, you can pay me to teach it to you, but it's going to be a lot more expensive and costly and time consuming rather than just jumping in and grabbing my system. So if you're insistent that you need some coaching from me, I will need to teach you the same concepts. Nothing changes about that. It's just how it gets delivered. I've put it into the Save the Marriage system in a simple way as I can. It's a very conversational approach that gives you the different tools, the different understandings you need to get started in the process. And for many people, it's all they need. But let's say that you want to jump in and go faster, more efficiently, more effectively. Well, that's the VIP program. In fact, I recommend that people, when they grab my Save the Marriage system and I make an offer of you being in my program for a free week, and by the way, it's free that you jump into that. There's so many other resources that you have available to you right then. So do that. Grab the system. Join my VIP program when I offer it. We also give you a conversation with one of my coaches. It's a get started session. It's a short session, 15 to 20 minutes with one of my coaches. But it can be an invaluable help in you making sure that you're getting started in the most powerful way you can. We throw those in, those two pieces, a free week of VIP and a free session with one of my coaches, just because you said, hey, I'm ready to step in to a program that is probably maybe a tenth of what you would pay for many other programs that are out there. But you've got to decide that you're ready. You've got to decide that it's time now to get started. If you don't have the system, let's start there. Visit me at savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. Let's get you moving on saving your marriage. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you do work to save your marriage. 
been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com. Thank you.